0: good morning how are you good. good well we welcome you to the discipleship class it's been going great we have had some awesome awesome uh, topics and subjects and this morning is no different we're going to be talking about baptism and uh, I got this pretty lady going to tell you all about it so I it doesn't the fit head my ear right.
1: okay my ears are too small and delicate. Don't look at me like that. Good morning. good morning! We have a good class today. You ready? You ready? You ready? I am teaching today. I should have put my hair up in a bun, shouldn't I? And like a teacher. Then I need a roller where I can smack Jeff's fingers. All right. <laughs> We are on lesson eight of the Andrew Womack um, discipleship stuff. And this one is on, don't laugh at me. (laughs) This one's on water baptism. Okay, so it starts out with a question says, I need to know if you have to be baptized to go to heaven. I love God and was baptized when I was, seven, when I was seven years old. I'm now 18, and someone from a non-denominational church told me that no one can be saved and baptized at such a young age. They also said, you have to be baptized to go to heaven. My Baptist family said that you don't. I just want to go to heaven. I'm living for God in every way I know. But I need help. I need to know if I must be baptized again now that I'm supposedly of age to be baptized. And she says, please help me ASAP. God bless and thanks. And then here's what their response was. Salvation and the forgiveness of sin comes freely as a gift through faith in Jesus Christ. Acts 10.43 states, all the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Salvation comes through faith, that is, trust and reliance upon Jesus and his shed blood to give you a right standing before God. In Acts ten forty-four through 48, the Holy Ghost was given to the believers, confirming their salvation before they were baptized. Even though this is true, at other times, it seems that the forgiveness of sins happened at the time of baptism. This is because baptism is an expression or an act of faith that was carried out at the time that a person turned to Jesus in repentance and faith. And it references Mark sixteen sixteen, which says he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth shall not be damned. It was also a way of calling on the Lord for clear conscience. If you truly turn to Jesus from your heart at the age of seven and were baptized, God accepts your childlike faith. Baptism does not have requirements or does have requirements. Excuse me. One requirement is repentance. Did you have a change of heart and a change of mind that resulted in turning from sin to Jesus and his forgiveness? Did you exercise faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If not, then turn to Jesus now, repent from your sins, turn to his grace to forgive you, and seal that decision to follow him through water baptism. Water baptism expresses one's faith in Jesus. Without that faith, the act means nothing. People who turn to Jesus as Lord and Savior are willing to express that faith and openly confess Jesus in this public way. People who say no to Jesus' commands are showing to some extent a dead faith. Faith is dead when people are unwilling to express it. Um, and it references for that, James 2:18 and 19, that you can go look to back that up. Faith alone saves, but saving faith is never alone. It is always willing to express itself. Baptism is a way of expressing that faith. Baptism is not what saves. Jesus is what saves. Water doesn't wash away your sins. It's the blood of Jesus that washes away your sins. But faith applies his blood to you, and sometimes that faith is expressed at the time a person is baptized. The question is, have you repented? Do you believe in Jesus? If so, why do you delay? Arise and be baptized. It's a pretty simple lesson I mean, we're already to the questions, but we'll be out in no time. But it's, I don't, I don't preach like Brian. But it's clear cut. What? Oh, Brian, hey, how you doing? It's pretty clear cut. Jesus is what saves. Accepting him as your Savior is what gets you into heaven. But if he is your Lord and he is your Savior, you're going to want to openly Confess that. You're going to want the world to know who is your king, who you believe died and rose for you. You're going to want the world to know that because the, I know for me, the moment I was saved, I was like, dude, I'm getting my phone. I'm like, I'm calling my mama. And I'm like, guess what? And I mean, I couldn't wait to find people to start telling. I'm like, I don't think the world knows about this guy. I got to tell them. Because suddenly it's like, it's like a veil has been lifted. And your eyes are open to the goodness and the grace and the love that's here. And it's been yours this whole time. And you're like, nobody knows about this. If they did, this world would be so much different. I've got to tell people. And that's what baptism is. It's like, y'all, look at this. I believe this so much. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, We're going to seal the deal. This is what baptism is. It's just like sealing the deal. It doesn't, it doesn't seal your spirit into heaven. You're going to heaven as soon as you receive Christ. You're going to heaven. But baptism is just a way to say, I want the world to know. Um, so here are some questions. One is, what is this young man asking? Anybody remember what the question was, what the man was asking? Right. He wanted to know, does baptism get him into heaven? He was saved at 7 and got baptized at 7. And some churches say, well, it's 7, you don't know what you're doing. You don't fully understand. You need to be baptized again. For other people, I know for, you know, Abigail was 7 when she got baptized. And it was a very real thing. We were at a service at another church. It was an Easter service, and we were just sitting there all in the pews, and they were... Putting on this service, I mean, and she just the spirit of God just came over her, and it was just so strong. I mean, and Brian and I didn't say anything to her, and she just started wailing up with tears, and just the spirit of God just moved on her, and she's like, "I've got to, I've got to receive Him as my Savior." I mean, and this was something where you know, there's a lot of things seven year olds don't understand, but this was something that she had that childlike faith, and she knew who her daddy was, and she wanted him a part of her life. Um, and apparently this is what this young man was asking. Um, I've got a few scriptures. Who wants to read? They're short. I'll give me the long one. (laughs) Ready? Set. Deb wants one. Acts 10.43. Who wants? Acts is just good. Y'all need to be all raising your hand. Acts 2.38. Who wants that one? JD wants that one. And we're going to have them up on the board, so you don't even have to find them, Um, because we'll we'll just have them on the same, what do you call it, translation. Alright, Mark sixteen, sixteen. Who wants to drive that one? Rachel. Acts twenty two sixteen. Ready set Jeff. And then last one for y'all, first Peter three twenty one. George. George. All right, Acts ten forty three. Day. Will you throw that one up for us? There you go.
0: Of him, all the prophets bear
1: witness that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Okay. So, your question is according to this scripture, how does salvation come? Believing in him. That's it? That's it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's a free gift. It comes through faith in Jesus. How simple is that? All right. Acts 2.38, J.D.
0: Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: Okay. Your question is, Baptism is an expression of faith that usually takes place at the time of salvation. How does this scripture, Acts 2.38, express this truth?
0: What does it say? (laughs) Repent and be baptized. Wow.
1: You did so good. (laughs) That's all we have to do. (laughs) Thanks. The joke anointing, yeah. Um, Y'all really... (laughs) God is our easy button. We make it so much harder. I mean, the first one, what does it take? How does salvation come? Uh, believe. Oh. Okay. Um the second one. Baptism and expression of faith. How does it say? How does it express this truth? Repent and be baptized. Repent isn't that you're going to be perfect from this day forward. It's that Lord, I love you. I want to do better for you, so I'm going to turn from the things that I've been doing. We're all going to still mess up, but we lean on him to make us stronger each day so that each day we walk straighter and straighter for him. He knows we're not going to be perfect. If we were, we wouldn't have needed Jesus. But we just lean on him and trust in him and then be baptized. Uh, Mark sixteen sixteen. Rachel. he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned that's right um, the question was how does mark 1616 16 express this truth and the answer was just what rachel just said jesus said he that believes and is baptized shall be saved implying that it can happen at the same time um acts 2216. Jeffrey. Daydream. Okay. Yes. Acts twenty-two, sixteen. Now, why do you delay? Get up and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on His name. The question is, baptism is a way of calling upon the Lord. How does it express this truth? Baptism is a way of calling on the Lord. Hey, you want the answer? No, I don't want the answer. Okay. I want to be able to answer this. Repeat the question. What was the question? Baptism is a way of calling upon the Lord. How does Acts twenty two sixteen express this truth?
0: It calls on us to get up and be baptized.
1: What happens when we call
0: on Him? Our, Our sins way. are washed away by believing in Him. There you
1: go. Ta-da! We just have to, and you don't even have to like pick up a phone and you know. Have a phone card or drop in a quarter. You can't do that anywhere anymore. Um, Pick up a cell phone. Can you? There's still phone booths. You don't even need a phone booth wherever they are or an iPhone. It says the scripture says that as a person calls upon the name of their Lord, their sins will be washed away. It doesn't say maybe. It doesn't say if your sins aren't bad enough. It says they will be washed away. It appears that calling on the name of the Lord can be vocal or through the act of baptism as it appears in this scripture. Um, The next one was 1 Peter 3.21.
0: George.
1: Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of dirt from the flesh but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, I have a really hard question for you. You ready? Baptism is a way to call upon the Lord for a clear conscience. Does First Peter 3.21 confirm this truth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Do you see the bead of sweat forming? Yes. <laughs> All right, and then um, it goes back to Acts 2.38, which was the one that said, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the question is, what's the requirement for baptism? Can you throw up Acts 2.38 for me? Let's give them the answer. No? I mean, you need to do that one first. That's for salvation. Doo 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 do, 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 do. Ta-da! Peter said to them Repent Repaint. There's your requirement. What's the requirement for baptism according to Mark sixteen sixteen? If you can throw that one up for me. Which should be one or two down from that one. Alright, so what is the requirement for baptism? Deb. Believe. All right, now here's one for you. And it's not going to be up on the board. You have to really turn them wheels. Can an infant repent? No. We can ask Luke about that one. (laughs) As he keeps stealing french fries from Diddy's plate when Diddy says, stop stealing my food. Right. Right does he have the capability no all right now can an infant believe does an infant understand what believing in jesus christ means does he have the ability to believe that jesus is his lord and savior that jesus died for him and rose again can luke you know he's two years old can he or you know somebody even younger believe can he understand all that and believe no so can a baby, although we can dip him in water, can a baby truly be baptized? Not according to the word, he can't. What we can do is we can dedicate babies. You'll see, you'll see people doing that. And we've done that with our kids. It's like, look, Lord, this is, this is your child. We get the honor of raising him, but this is your child. We give him to you. We say that his life is dedicated to you and will be dedicated to serving you. But at some point, that child will get to the point where he has to make the decision for himself, am I going to believe or am I going to deny Jesus Christ? We can't do that for him, even though we want to as parents. I mean, or Jesus, you know, God would have done it for us. We can't. They have to have their own free will. They have to get to the age where they understand what the choice is and be able to decide. So... We can dedicate a baby, but baptism isn't something you really do with an infant. And then let me read the last one, Acts 10, 43 through 48. Of him, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to this message. All those circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Then Peter answered, Surely no one can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we did, can he? And he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then he asked him to stay on for a few days. And the question is, what is the next step after faith in Christ that a believer should take? Baptism! Baptism. It's almost like this is what we've been talking about the whole morning. Whoa, mind-blowing. So we, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's like I said before we started the questions. Salvation is simply saying, Lord, I believe you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose for me, and I receive you. Plenty of people will believe in who he is, but they will deny him. Satan knows who Jesus is. He knows these scriptures just as well and better than we do. He knows who he is, but he he chose to turn his back on God and Jesus as his Savior. Salvation is saying, Lord, I know who you are. I know who you are to me, and I know what you did for me, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And baptism is saying, and I want the world to know. I want to take this symbolic dying to self and washing away the old sin and coming up new. That's what baptism is. You go under symbolically, you go under, you know, the old dirty man and you arise this new clean man in Christ. It's a beautiful demonstration of what salvation is. It's a beautiful demonstration of today I start my new life in Christ. And that's that's what baptism is. It's it's not complicated. It's saying I want you to know who Jesus is to me. And that's it. You have anything to add?
0: So, I know um you can stay up here. Oh. I might ask you a question. How about that <laughs> it in my cheat sheet? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of times what will happen is somebody will feel, you know, I feel like I need to be born again. So they're sitting in a service or they're doing something. I feel like I need to be born again. And then all of a sudden uh, they make the decision to come up front or in their seat. If they're, you know, praying it that way, they pray. But what they're moving on is just the importance of it and the need to get born again to accept Jesus and and believe. But belief maybe doesn't happen right in that moment. And and the word says that faith without works is dead. And so then when they take that uh, movement, towards Christ it, it's good forward motion towards him but maybe not salvation yet but then they take that movement into baptism and then they are in the works in other words faith without works is dead in other words I'll, you know Paul said this he said I'll show you my faith by my works or by what I do and so they take a, a motion towards Christ into, I'm, I'm accepting, I'm moving with Christ into baptism. I'm showing this example of what's happening. And that forward motion into that and what they do, then at that moment turns into belief, and that's why they can get baptized and born again at the same moment because it is a faithful expression of that. I know at seven, uh, I got born again at seven, and I can remember where I was I know where I was I know you know the church I know a Approximately where I was sitting in the church, and uh, the preacher was the pastor was preaching that day, and all I know was that the Holy Spirit was drawing on me, and I had to. I knew at the end of the service he was going to call for people that wanted to know Christ, and I had to go up there and give my life to Christ. I don't know what he preached; it didn't matter to me if it was evangelistic or not. The Holy Spirit was drawing me on that day, and it was so strong. That's all I could think about the whole day, I mean the whole message and uh, I went up, I gave my life to Christ and something changed that day I responded to that call from the Holy Spirit and then I got baptized but I can tell you I didn't didn't get born again the moment that I got dunked that day because it happened several days later when I got baptized, it happened that day that I walked up the aisle but so people can have it at either one of those places the key is that you need to do it Jesus said look I need to he went and got baptized simply to show to fulfill all righteousness this is a right thing to do and if you've never been born again as a believer who was old enough to know what you were doing and you haven't if you've never been baptized I mean as a believer then you need to be baptized it's a wonderful thing and I use um, the first Peter 321 Uh, Will you put that verse back up there, 1 Peter 3.21? And um, we're going to do, actually, we just scheduled a baptism service on July 12th. And so if anybody wants to get baptized, we'll talk about it again in the service. But uh, on July 12th, we're going to have a baptism service and a a covered dish. So anyway, um, it's going to be a great day. But in that message, when I do a baptism message, I always love going to this verse because I love what it says. It says, Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you. Well, that's a very interesting verse. And if you keep on reading, it kind of explains itself. It says, not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, now, do you have to appeal to God for him to love you? That's not what it's saying. It's saying basically this, Lord, I'm appealing to you because I recognize, and this is an expression of what I recognize. I recognize I can't do this without you. So baptism is a symbol of humility that says, I can't do this without you. And if you're born again, what believer doesn't want to say and express the reality that I can't do this without you? If you're really born again. And uh, so it's very important to be baptized. And uh, if you have any questions more about that, definitely let us know. But is there any pressing question that anybody has right now? Anybody have anything? Rachel? Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else? Yes, sir. He said, if you've been baptized before, do you need to be baptized again? Uh, Well, there's conflicting theology on that. Um, I don't see anything in the word that says that you can't be baptized again, uh, but I don't see anything in the word that says you should be baptized again either. Here here's I've actually was baptized again as an adult because you know, I was baptized as a child and it definitely meant something to me that day. But as an adult I grew into some more things and there came a point where I wanted to rededicate my life and it was very, very important to me. I didn't get born again, but it, it felt very close to that, and I wanted as an expression of my faith. I wanted to get... Now, in other words, as an adult, at one point I started to get baptized again after that. And and my pastor said, you're gonna confuse people on that. You don't need to do that. And, And basically what he was saying is, you need to recognize that baptism Only needs to happen once And when it happened once it meant something Okay so as an adult I can see somebody as a child Getting baptized and then getting Baptized again as an adult Or they got born again as a as a Young adult they go down the road They slip back then they come back And they are making a full All in decision towards Christ um, I can see somebody wanting to be Baptized to make a you know, Kind of like uh, put the period on the end of the chapter this is the end of the old man doing that way i'm now all in into living by the spirit of god and i mean it and i'm not doing it just as something to do every three or four months because this is an absolute decision so does that answer your question great question anybody else She's going, Bueller, Bueller, for all the bears, Bueller.
1: Close it out. Yeah, tattletale. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Father, we thank you for your word and teaching us. And Lord, we thank you for just the faith that we can stand on knowing who you are to us, what you've done for us, and we thank you for the outward demonstration of water baptism and what it is and what it means and how it just ministers to us and blesses you as well. And we thank you for that guidance and for that love. And Lord, I just pray for everyone in here that if they don't if they don't know you in that way yet, that they'll just you'll move upon their hearts and they'll just yearn for you in an undeniable, unquenchable hunger for you, Lord. And I thank you for that. I thank you that you were constantly moving on our behalf, that you are always leading us to triumph. And Father, we thank you for that love for us, that you never give up on us. And we praise you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We will see you at 11 o'clock.